Hi, everybody. Welcome to Conversations That Heal. I'm your host, Susan Jacoby, an international spokesperson shifting the global consciousness for adult survivors of childhood trauma, bringing you topics and guests who will provide you tips and tools of fresh direction and increased confidence. It is my mission to talk about experiences in our childhood that have left us feeling too embarrassed to share or show our thoughts and feelings, oftentimes believing that there must be something wrong with us. This show can make a real difference in your life by giving you healthy ways to think, feel, and act. Before we get into our show, I want to remind everyone about the lecture workshop series that begins April 3rd, 2016. That is the first Sunday of April. And if you're in the Seattle, Washington area, you can enjoy the series live. I've also set up a virtual event for the lecture only for everyone who would like to partake that isn't in the Seattle, Washington area. Please visit lectureworkshopseries.com for more information. On today's show, we're going to be talking about the barriers that we use for our happiness. And I've asked myself this question many times, and I'm wondering if you have, why it is so hard to accept ourselves as we truly are. That's a really big question, and we're going to dive into that on today's call. And also, we're going to be looking at setting goals and why we often block the intention of that goal, never really meeting it. Our guest today is David Chatfield, who is the author of Taking Control, Cracking the Code to Happiness. David began his career as an attorney and manager representing global companies, artists, music artists, producers, and many more professionals. He currently has his own law practice where he serves as general counsel in several diverse companies. He's in the managing partner of the United Music Group, a partner in C&A Management, and owns Chatfield Entertainment. David currently serves on the board of two charities. In the new bestseller, Taking Control, Cracking the Code to Happiness, David helps readers discover how to maximize their chances to get what they want in today's chaotic world. Taking Control combines over 35 years of research and experience. The result is a user-friendly guide to living a fulfilled life in every area. His website is takingcontrolbook.com. Welcome, David, to Conversations That Heal. How are you today? Thank you, Susan. I'm great. I'm so glad that you're with us today. We have a lot to talk about. Before we get into everything, I want to talk about one of the charities that you're a part of, which is childunheard.org. Can you share with us a little bit about that organization's mission and your involvement with it? This charity was created to provide education, medical treatment, and counseling for the victims of physical, emotional, psychological, or sexual abuse, um, mostly children. It was set up because people who suffer from post-traumatic stress often 
suffer the effects of abuse without having remembered what happened to them because of sublimation or self-blame. And they're without the ability to forgive the person or persons who harmed them because they're not even sure what is going on. So we created the charity. It was created by uh, in London by David Russell, who was also uh, a victim of an operation where he had absolutely no anesthesia as a child. He grew up as a totally disaffected person and separated and had a very difficult time uh, forming relationships. So as a result, when he uh, grew up, he found that he could get treatment, read about it, he, he got education and counseling, and then we formed this charity, which is a worldwide charity, building centers all over the world to treat people and to help them, including doing in the United States anti-bullying campaigns and many other types of various to try to help people out of the situation. Included in my book is a section on um, how to forgive, and even when you don't know who you're forgiving. So it's useful to to people who have had uh, an experience in their life that is holding them back. It sounds like a wonderful organization. Your book sounds very exciting. Like there are possibilities, there are hope, uh, because the topics you're mentioning, like forgiveness, that, boy, that is a hard one for a lot of survivors of any childhood trauma. And I, I find that, and I wonder if this is your experience, I am finding that forgiving myself trumps forgiving my abusers. Have you found that to be a common experience? The very first thing you need to do in order to be able to have a successful relationship in life with anyone is to be comfortable with yourself and um, realize that you're perfect at being an imperfect human being. Although as we get older, we hesitate to change much, we still should remain open to ideas and to other people's assistance. A lot of people need help, but feel uncomfortable asking about it. And it really is something that people should do is to reach out when they need something so that they're not feeling alone, isolated, and without any uh, resources at all. I spent a great deal of time in my book discussing how to create strong and lasting relationships. And I go into how to kind of go through a metamorphosis in your mind so that you can get away from all of the past bad feelings that have created blocks for you and prevent you from going forward in your path of life. Uh, would you mind sharing one tool or piece of advice that you that you share in your book just to give our listeners a, um, a taste of, of your book and also what um, they could do right now to help them with that? In order to create strong and lasting relationships in both your personal and business life, you have to begin with integrity. And that's helpful to every individual because people, especially if they've been abused, they they don't feel too good about themselves. And they don't really think that they're capable of having integrity. But if, if they just make and keep a commitment with themselves to keep all their agreements with everyone, 
it's simple things like if you're going to go meet somebody for lunch on Tuesday, you agree to do it, you actually show up. You know, there's a tendency these days for people not to show up and they don't even call or tell somebody that they can't make it. And, but if you keep your agreements with everyone, uh, this builds trust and you become a person that can be dependent upon. And that's a pretty easy thing to do. And, you know, the most important thing in life um, is our relationships with family, friends, and associates. And you can create happy and healthy relationships by uh, following the code I lay out in my book. And the first thing to do is to to eliminate disappointments by eliminating egocentric expectations. You have to accept people the way they are. And that begins with accepting you the way you are. You know, the, if we if we accept the fact that we're not perfect, that every human being is imperfect, but we're the best we can be, then that's a very good first step. When you're saying um, the best that you can be, I think that's really important to remember that everybody in every moment is doing the, the best they can whether it's another choice might be wiser, they don't know that that's an option at the time. What is important about uh, being the best you can be is you can um, say a mantra. There was a, there was a French psychologist in the early 60s named Emile Coué that was very popular, and, and he said that if you, every morning when you woke up, You said, day by day, in every way, I'm getting better and better. Uh, Then you, if you repeat that at at night before you go to sleep and in the morning when you wake up, then you start getting better and better all the time. Uh, Even the Beatles wrote about that. It's all about positive mental attitude and changing the way you look at things. Uh, If you are a person of integrity and you're a positive person, you get rid of people in your life who are negative, which are toxic relationships, then you automatically become happier with yourself. And because the people who are around you, they make you feel good about yourself and they're empowering. And, and it's really um, something that really helps you in your, in your life. And it helps you maintain relationships with integrity and supportive and long-lasting relationships. It's interesting that we keep bringing up the word integrity. That word has popped up in my life a lot in the past week. There's something I want to share with everyone about integrity that I have am starting to notice the difference. And that is uh, we all have values. And the to be to keep integrity with your values is part of learning to uh, like yourself, to love yourself. And I think that when you're a child and you've been uh, suffered any kind of trauma, the integrity or the values, excuse me, of the person. Um, doing the trauma, whatever the case may be, somehow those get mixed in with your integrity 
and your values. And and there's this conflict of, you know, well, it's it's almost like um, uh, taking on the responsibility of the abuser or the shame of, of the abuser. There's like this conflict of, well, my values are uh, this, but my um, abuser's values or what he or she uh, did to me are this. And so it becomes this conflicting um, uh, point in, in your in yourself about, well, what does that mean? With, where's my integrity? What does that mean for me? And so I think it's important what David is saying to, to remember that you have your own set of values and those are very important and and very um and and you have earned them and you need to honor them they're a part of who you are so i you know i just wanted to throw that in because you know i think it's important to remind ourselves who we are and our integrity, just like you know, David was saying about, uh, you know, keeping a lunch date for for crying out loud. You know, if you're not going to keep it, let the person know. And that's not a hard thing to do. Yeah, it's really important these days when younger generation doesn't seem to really care about keeping their word because the technology kind of gets in between. They're, they think they're talking to a cell phone and not to a person when they're making their uh, arrangements. And so they feel less connected to them and they don't have any problem with not keeping their agreements. But then, and then they wonder why their friends don't like them and why they don't treat them with respect. Going on, I mean, one of the important parts of, of getting past what has happened to you in the past is to close the door behind you by forgiving everyone and everything that you know of, the the pile can get so large you cannot get through the door. So no matter how bad, mean, despicable, criminal, or otherwise hurtful a person has been to you, the events are in the past. There's nothing you can do about it. Prepare to move into the future free of your ghosts and learn from those experiences and forget how you feel unless the feeling will catapult you in, in, into the next level. Let's jump into um, a little bit about you so we can get to know you a little bit. And I'm glad that we have this conversation about the nonprofit Child Unheard. It sounds like a beautiful nonprofit. I encourage the listeners to check it out. Now, can you uh, tell me about like what motivated you to write taking control, uh, cracking the code to happiness. What's the the history, the story about that that propelled you uh, to write that book? Well, my daughter went away to college. Uh, she grew up in sunny Southern California, uh, was always having a happy life, going to the beach and all that. And then she went to college up in Northern California in a very rainy, dreary place. And she got depressed and was having trouble getting out of bed. So every day I wrote on Facebook uh, a little Facebook message tried, trying to motivate her to get out of bed. And I did that for the entire semester, the entire school year. And as I did it, my friends were saying thank you because they were reading it on Facebook as well. But at the end of the year, I stopped and 
hundreds of people wrote to me and said, why did you stop? We can't get out of bed anymore. We need to hear your positive thoughts. And I said to them, well, then I think I'll, I'll write a book and I'll let everyone hear. But it's part of my worldwide um, goal of changing the consciousness of the planet from negative to positive. Do you have a Facebook page that our listeners could um, enjoy those two? Do you still write those daily? Yes, um, I do. Uh, they're new, new, new quotes and new ideas mixed in with old ideas. Um, my book is filled of, with quotes that I still quote in, in my Facebook page. It's just under David Chatfield. And uh, if somebody wants to connect with me there, just friend me uh, or send me a friend request and say that you heard me on this show. And I'll accept your fr- friend request and you can benefit daily from some positive and inspiring message to help you go forward in your life when you think that there's no place to go. Thank you for um, sharing about that. Now, um, let's talk about the um, the goals of uh, of the of our lives and and how come it's so hard for uh, people to set goals, um, especially when they've been living a life around um, survival. And could you share with us how you were taught to achieve goals as a child? Well, my how, parents, how did that show up? My my parents taught me at a very early age, probably six years old, that if I wanted to have something, I had to go out and earn it. And so if I wanted to go have, buy a bicycle, they would have me sell Christmas cards door-to-door. If I wanted to go to camp, they would have me sell peanuts door-to-door. And I would actually be able to successfully go and achieve those goals by every day going out and doing something. Later on in life, I found out that my parents were actually paying my neighbors to buy the things from me, but they were trying to teach (laughs) me a lesson. As I grew older, I I took classes in goal achievement in the entertainment business, and they taught us how to use day planners and to write down things that you could do every single day to reach your goal. And I learned that if you took little steps, Every day, a step every day that before you knew it, you achieved the goal. But then at the same time, you have to deal with things like risk and fear. And you have to realize that you have to let go of fear and able to go forward in life and try to achieve your goals. Because without taking risks, there are no rewards. Um, Don't be afraid to get hurt or you'll never get into a strong relationship or achieve a goal. Um, it's, it's just a, a part of the process. The, the process is to go forward, not think of anything that might distract you, and realize that the closer you get to achieving your goal, you're going to get resistance. And a resistance is not a sign that you should stop. Resistance is actually a signal telling you that, you're almost there. You're almost going to achieve your goal. And the reason why only a small percentage of people achieve their goals is that most people, when they get resistance, they stop. They, they give up. But the people who win, the people who reach their goals, they break through the resistance, thinking after a while that resistance is an indication that they're at their goal 
and they just need to give it that one more push. And so it's losing fear and getting that push to go forward. You make it sound uh, very simple, and I know that it isn't. And I know that, well, I don't know, but I'm pretty sure that you know that it isn't, especially when you haven't um, done this or practiced it for ever in your life. What would you say to somebody who is really struggling with pushing through and and worthiness, I think, fits into that, that struggle? You know, how, how would you motivate them to uh, push through that? Well, um, you have to think about life as uh, a constant uh, travel. For example, you know, just think about your your living in a tree and you can, if you want to go out and you want to get the flowers, you have to go out on the limbs and you have to go to the edge of it and, and live it, take a risk. And not, you're not going to win every time. You're not going to reach every goal. You have to be able to accept the fact that there are going to be times when you fail, but you don't treat them as failure. You treat them as lessons and you learn from, mistakes and you you try not to make them again but you just keep going forward without stopping and I I know it's hard to do that but if you can just get up and go out and do one thing and be with your your friends who are who are helping you that are empowering you and supporting you then you'll have the ability to go forward every day and not be deterred would you say that uh, that same idea would fall into um, supporting yourself or supporting the listeners on making daily choices that fall into then making changes in their life? There's a choice that you can make daily to either be happy or not happy. And the first thing you should do is choose to be happy. And then you should wake up and believe that you live in a positive and supportive universe that wants you to succeed. Just think about that. Even if you don't believe it, just thinking that, you will see better results. I agree with you, and I I have experienced that also. It's a hard concept to get for for some people, too. I mean, I think it's a concept that you have to walk into because it's such a grand, rewarding, simple concept. There are fears around walking into that idea because you're, you know, you're letting go of your your past, your, or your not your not the actual past events, but let's just say the past thinking, and making a commitment to yourself to bring in a new way of thinking. So let's just address the fears for a minute. Walking into that new way of thinking. What advice would you give to um, help our listeners lose their fears, to move past their fears? Well, you know, a lot of people, they're not really aware of what their fears are. They they don't understand exactly what's holding them back. And they don't know that, that the best source of learning how, how what your fears are is talking to your friends. Because you think that you're hiding your fears from everyone, but you're not hiding your fears from your friends. Your friends know everything about you. You're just fooling yourself. And if you ask your friends what they think you're afraid of, they'll tell you. And then you can all of a sudden realize what your fears are, and you can write them down on a piece of paper and symbolically cast them away. 
And once you get rid of the fears, uh, then you can go ahead with your life without dealing with these sometimes irrational fears that we have no idea where they came from. One of the things that holds people back is that they, they keep negative people in their lives. People always telling them, oh, what they're doing is wrong. They're never going to succeed. You know, they should give up. I mean, those are the people that are called toxic relationships. It's someone who's sucking away all of your energy, and um, they're toxic. And you can't maintain relationships with them because these are negative people, and they're going to prevent you from keeping your uh, positive outlook at about achieving your goals. So if you get rid of the negative people, positive people will be attracted to you, and they will bring positive energy to you and help support you in achieving your goals. What you were just saying, I was thinking about um, how boundaries fall into what you were just saying and and also worthiness that one is worthy of not having uh, friends, family members who are toxic, who are draining them in their life. Uh, because a lot of people... That's what they know. They're comfortable with it, whether it's a good habit or not, or a good relationship or not. Um, it becomes comfort. And setting up that boundary to break a relationship like that can be very challenging in, in many ways, which is essentially a whole nother show. But, but I think it's important to remember that um, you are worthy of setting up that boundary. Um, you are worthy of looking at your fears and releasing your fears, honoring the fears may be harder to let go of than others. But that's a perfectly normal place to be. There's nothing wrong with you in in any of those situations. One thing that people get overly concerned with are other people's opinions. Uh, you have to be strong in your belief in yourself and you can't be concerned about outside judgments. That can be caused by their own jealousy and fear, not yours. And you should not allow others' jealousy or fear to affect the way you feel about yourself. You're a good person. In, in the universe, people are basically good. And you cannot let somebody's opinion of you, like I said before, you know, somebody's always there telling you that you're wrong. And I keep telling people, stop interrupting me while I'm getting things done by telling me I can't do it. You just have to just keep going through it and believing in yourself and believing that the universe loves you and you love yourself and that you're a good person and that every day and every way you're getting better and better and you're going to be an improved version of yourself tomorrow and the day after that, and the day after that. And then you can feel good about going forward and trying to achieve goals that everyone else would say are impossible. But if you can imagine them, you can achieve them. That reminds me of, of something that I often say when someone says something to me that uh, brings me down or isn't nurturing to me. I uh, look at them and, and say, thank you for sharing, and walk away or cut off anything that they might be saying to me. A lot of people tend to, I'll, I'll use the, the scenario, they like, they'll throw up over on you. 
and just dump on you things that is really about them. It's not really. It is about them um, and not you. Those are ways to recognize what is healthy, what is toxic, what is supportive, what is a demeaning or non-supportive. But then again, you know, you can't really take yourself too seriously. You have to recognize that your own flaws uh, make you an interesting person. You have to be kind, accepting, and grateful. And uh, I think it was Marianne Williamson who, who writes that there are two primary emotions in the universe, love and fear. So when you're feeling anxious, angry, insecure, worried, or resentful, you've left love and entered fear. But you should always choose love. And don't settle. Always get what you want. Otherwise, you will feel unfulfilled. And don't live in the past, like I said. Live your life in the present moment, knowing that you can change the future by the way you act in the present moment. My positive energy allows me to have opportunities that are unbelievable. For example, I got invited to the Dalai Lama's 80th birthday, and he talked to me about the same things that I'm talking to you about. It was really, truly amazing. For me to have had the opportunities, I, I could never have imagined it in, in the past. But now that I believe that anything is possible, outrageous possibilities and opportunities come to me. And they'll come to every one of your listeners as well, as long as they open their mind up to the world of possibilities that, that exist in their imagination. That's amazing. That must have been quite the event. You could almost write a book about that as an experience. Yeah, <laughs> it's one of several experiences I had last year that were so unbelievable. I felt like I was in some kind of emotion picture, you know, where I'm just a player. You know, I got I got to go to the American ambassador's residence in London and have a party, and that was as if I was James Bond, you know, going into. <laughs> A, a, a movie, but those things only because I put out positive energy and created the opportunities in, in my mind and were fearlessly went and said yes. My favorite word is yes now. My favorite word used to be no. Isn't that an interesting thing? That when I changed mm-hmm. my mind from no to yes, the world opened up to me. Yeah, it's interesting how that works. I've, I've been doing that too, and also noticing when I say no, and even just noticing that, or even thinking no, maybe not saying it, just noticing that changes the energy dramatically, almost throws you into a dark room because you've stopped the the experiences or the you know the things that are just waiting for you. That is a very good I don't know exercise or mindset tool. I think above everything else. Right. You know, I, I think that we can have lots of disappointments in, in life, but if you think about it positively, you know, every disappointment creates a new opportunity. You know, people can be negative or positive. It's a choice we make. But if, if you choose to be possible, um, opportunities will come. They don't usually come as we expect them, so you have to keep yourself positive and open to the possibilities that present themselves no matter how they are wrapped, because people get opportunities, but they they don't come the way they expect them. You you go to a party, you meet someone, you have no idea why they're meeting them until maybe a week later, and all of a sudden it becomes clear to you 
that there's an opportunity presenting itself. It's just an attitude. You just have to keep going forward, saying yes to life and the opportunities and saying no to all the negativity as much as you possibly can. It's not easy, but if you think about it, it, it's a lot easier. If, If you don't think about it, then you can't do it. Absolutely. I'm glad that you're sharing this because it's such a simple, it's a simple thing to say. It's a simple thing to do and it takes dedication to practice it. It all comes down to awareness of, of your, of your mindset or, you know, your, your thinking. It feels really good actually to get out of that mindset of, oh no, 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 I don't want to do that, you know, and jump into the almost like you're flying over everything because it's so freeing and so exciting not knowing what you'll see next. I live every week knowing that I'm going to have the best day of my life coming up. And then every week something happens that's so fabulous that it becomes the best day of my life. I know that next week I'm going to have another day like that. It's going to be the best day of my life. And every week, it just gets better and better. And it's important for your listeners to, to remember that visualizations and affirmations and prayers are very powerful. Edgar Casey wrote that your decisions shape your reality. You should pray for virtues instead of things, pray for conditions instead of specific outcomes, and the mind builds the circumstances that we experience. This evokes the power of positive thinking. Don't carry your past painful experiences around with you. Feel the pain and let it go as much as you can. Learn from the experiences and move on. If you have to tell someone that they hurt you to get over it, tell them. If you can't tell them, tell a friend. You know, I run exercises like that all the time where somebody has had a problem with a parent or a family member and they can't bring themselves to tell that person how, how, they're, how bad they're making them feel. So I... I sit them down, I tell them, pretend I'm them, and we, and we do an exercise. And they lay out everything to me, and then at the end, I, I thank them for sharing their feelings with me and tell them that they're okay and that everything's fine. And then magically, the people feel like a great weight has come off of their shoulders. And I wish everyone could do that. I wish everyone had a trusted friend to be able to do that with. Well, then we get back to integrity again, because if you begin a relationship with integrity and you, you, you earn the trust of somebody, if, if they fall, they know that you're going to be there to catch them. Uh, let's talk about a, a relationship and, and how we can build happiness in the relationship for um, ourselves and also for the person that we're in the relationship with, who, you know, whoever that might be. I want to ask you first, like, why do you think it's so hard for us to accept people as they truly are? Or why is it so hard for us to accept ourselves as we truly are? Well, I'm not sure why it is so difficult. Um, You know, I don't sometimes get into the analysis as to why. I just get into the solution. What I try to get people to do is to realize that, People don't, as they get older, they don't want to change. And if you get into a relationship with a person that you need to change and you know that people don't want to change, then you know there's a disconnect there. 
You know, if there's someone in your life that you need to change, you either either need to accept them the way they are, or or not. It's it's like hitting a a, a block wall. If you're up and you're trying to change someone who doesn't want to change, how can you build a relationship that way? You just can't. In order to create a relationship, you have to find someone that you can accept the way they are. They don't have to be perfect. You know, I have these cranky, crazy friends that make life so interesting and fun that I would never live life without them. They're not perfect, but they're not negative. But I realize I can't change them. And so when I meet uh, someone who I want to get into a love relationship with, I actually sit down and think about what kind of a person I want. And then magically, those type of people start to appear. All it is, is just you've created in your mind uh, the opportunity for someone like that to show up. And then you recognize them when they show up. They're always showing up. You just don't recognize them. Relationships are something that I think a lot of people have just tuned out. So many of us live such an isolated life. Um, and it seems like that's becoming more and more, a more and more bigger problem. There's a multitude of reasons and how that affects us and our and our well-being. But this idea of like creating someone that we um, want a relationship with, some people may think like, oh yeah, right. How how would you? I mean, I'm going to say I'm not going to say like convince somebody because you can't really convince someone. And why would you want to use your time doing that? Uh, but but how would you encourage someone to create somebody? a relationship that they would want to have in their life? Well, you know, there's so many opportunities now that with the Internet. They can join a meetup group. If they like to go to movies, they can just join a movie meetup group. And they show up, and there's a whole lot of people just like them that want to have dinner and watch a movie. And all of a sudden, they've created a group of people with similar interests. And so it's not as difficult as it used to be. You don't have to be isolated. All you have to do is join the meetup group. Yeah, that's that's um, a great idea. In your in your book title, you know, references uh, cracking the code. What what do you mean by that? What code? Well, I think I think it's a series of steps that you need to take. It's like a combination to a safe, where you have, you read my book like I'm giving you directions to turn the safe. You know, 22 to the right, 32 to the left, 45 to the right. You know, it's just a code. But actually, it's trying to get people to go through a metamorphosis in their thinking, to try to change their thinking. And when people read my book, they become the best selves when they're reading the book. And if they can just hold on to that, they have a really great opportunity and chance to change their lives from being unsuccessful to being successful and positive, whatever that means to them individually. Let's talk about how uh, people can get get your book. I know that your website is takingcontrolbook.com. Can you tell us more about it? And, and you have a special gift for the listeners. Can you share about all that? Yes. My book is available on Amazon.com. It's also available in a Kindle electronic edition, this week, for your listeners, uh, I'm offering the Kindle for 99 cents. It's usually 14.99. Uh, 
that's the opportunity and the gift that I'm giving to your listeners. If they want to contact me personally, and I do respond to every single person, you contact me at david at chatfield, spelled C-H-A-T-F-I-E-L-D, entertainment.com. And I get emails from all around the world with people who are reading the book, asking me questions, but mostly telling me how much their lives have changed. I mean, people are changing careers and they're changing their friends and their lives are all of a sudden working when they never worked for 25 years. So it's just amazing and so gratifying to hear that. That's wonderful. I'm excited to, to read your book. I mean, and to offer it to our listeners for 99 cents, that is an amazing uh, gift. I'm very grateful for that. Now you said for the week, so for the listeners listening uh, perhaps to the podcast, that would be um, up till March 9th, 2016. Uh, that correct? Am I getting that right? Actually, it's going to be a little bit longer than that. I'm going to leave it at 99 cents until I come out with my audio book in, in mid-March. So um, they should just check on Kindle. It, it, may, it may stay 99 cents for a little bit longer than, than a week. It's also coming out in a Spanish version as well. That's very exciting. Congratulations to you. Thank you. How long is the book? Is it, like, how many, is it a long book? Is it a short okay, read? It's a short read. It's, uh, if you include um, the Reconnection Movement, which is a bonus book that's in it, it's 159 pages. But the Taking Control section of it is about 125 pages. It's written in such a way that if people are used to reading Facebook posts or texts, that's the way it's written. It's written in short little sound bites that um, when you aggregate them together, you go through a change in your mind. So It's very light and easy, and it's humorous. Well, I encourage everybody to take advantage of, of David's gift. David, thank you very much for being on our show. I, I want to let everyone know that, that I am creating an online course uh, for our healing journeys, please email me at susan at conversationsthatheal.com. Perhaps you have an idea for a course topic or there's a subject that you would like me to focus on. You can also access my gift, 11 Tools for Happiness, at susanjacoby.com. David, thank you again for being on the show. Thank you very much for having me, and I hope that at least one person is changed by listening to it. Me too. Conversations That Heal is on iTunes. Leave a comment to support Conversations That Heal Radio, and that will help us reach out to more individuals. And you are also welcome to follow us on Blog Talk Radio for up-to-date announcements. Above all, remember that you are a lovable and capable human beings.